This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right now, we go on over to the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smart and beat the books with BetQL. Let's give a warm welcome to our buddy Matt Wyrick of NBC Sports Washington's Capitals coverage. You can find him on Twitter at ByMattWyrick. Matt, thanks so much for the time this morning, man. How are you? No problem, Danny. Good to be here. Doing well. How about you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Just coming off the loss last night for the Capitals, who have actually been playing quite well over their last 18 games, 12-3-3. But as we mentioned, Caps do fall at home last night to the Nashville Predators, 3-2. Caps' first regulation loss since mid-December, and their two goals last night came from Sonny Milano and Nicholas Abe Kubel, and these are the two guys that I want to highlight real quick. We'll break down a few different other players as well, but starting with Sonny Milano, he seems to have been a really good add for this team. He plays with a ton of energy, he's fast, and he's skilled around the goal. You saw that last night. I think he's really getting comfortable here in D.C., don't you think? Oh, absolutely. You know, he's a player who joined the Capitals after the season started. They kind of got a bit of a steal with him, having to pass him through waivers, uh, sending him down to Hershey to begin the year. Uh, He ultimately makes it through. No other team claims him, and they're able to get him ready and then get him going. And he's slowly been cracking his way into bigger and more important roles. Now a a member of the power play unit playing down on that blocker spot up by the goal. He's been playing now on the second line as well. Uh, across from me, TJ Oshie, you know, with Dylan Strom. So, you know, these are our big players on this team, and he's starting to get top six, top six minutes, top six opportunities, and he's certainly taking advantage of them. Uh, one of the biggest high-danger shot creators uh, on the Capitals right now, he ranks fourth in that category on the season. Uh, so he is a guy who's been making plays, uh, whether he's been up on the net or in transition. He's had several plays off the rush that I think have been really impressive as well. Just a player who is really good with the stick, really good up front, and, and certainly the, the tool set uh, the Capitals were looking for when they brought him in. Yeah, I think it's exactly what the Caps needed, too, considering having lost the offensive prowess of, of Nicholas Backstrom and Tom Wilson for extended periods of time. We'll get to updates on those guys here just in a second, as well as TJ Oshie, who's back on the ice. He did miss some time. But I also wanted to highlight the play of Nicholas Abe Kubel, Matt, because he's been playing well as, as well. Made it goals in back-to-back games for him with another last night. I heard his interview with Al Koken during the intermissions and talking about how it just kind of felt good to get a couple of goals after not scoring for a while. I think he just adds another dimension to the offense, and the more confidence he builds can only be a good thing, don't you think? Yeah, the Capitals have seem to be giving him a couple of opportunities here the last couple of games. He's been a healthy scratch for a lot of his time in Washington, but here, drawing back-to-back starts here, 
and, and scoring a goal in both games, his first two goals of the season. It's certainly been uh, impressive from him. Uh, they're also putting him, you know, also the third line as well. He's not necessarily being thrust into a fourth line role, as we've seen other guys like Joe Snively, uh earlier this year. He's getting some opportunities here, and I think that's telling with the Capitals bringing back Tom Wilson and Nicholas Backstrom here uh, in the near future. They're going to have to make a roster crunch, have to cut some guys, and they're giving a, a chance for Abe Kubel to prove that he can stick around, and certainly with those two goals, he's making his case. The Capitals continue to deploy both of their goaltenders, Matt, both Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lindgren have seen action and with the Caps playing back-to-back games over the last two nights, you can understand why they went with Kemper in one game, Lindgren in the other. Lindgren was in goal last night. As he normally has, he had some good saves, but obviously the three goals allowed just a little bit too much for the Capitals to overcome. What did you make of the way that he played last night? Yeah, you know, I thought that he played a pretty good game, really in that first period, gave up two early goals and kind of settled down from there, uh, you know, going almost 25 minutes without allowing a goal. I thought that he played a pretty impressive game there. Really some highlight reel saves, including one where there was a flurry of three in a row where he was sprawled on his back, sticking his armpit out to make a save. I mean, he is certainly capable of filling up the highlight reel, that's for sure. Ultimately, you know, that goal with 315 to go is, is not one that you know, he should have given up, but also I think there were some breakdowns in front of him that, that put him in a bit of a bad position there. So I thought he played a, a pretty even game overall. It wasn't necessarily a fantastic performance, but certainly one where I think there were a lot of things to like about what we saw from Charlie Lindgren. We're talking with Matt Wyrick of NBC Sports Washington's Capitals coverage. You can find him on Twitter at by Matt Wyrick. Last thing on the games from this week, Matt, uh, Lexi Protus, a healthy scratch yesterday on his birthday, no less, which, of course, is, is tough no matter what, but not the best present, I suppose. What went behind that decision, Matt? Yeah, you know, the, the Capitals didn't share their exact reason for it, but I, I think it was also pretty telling, uh, like we said, with, with Baxter and Wilson coming back there. They're looking at a, a situation where they're going to have to open up two roster spots, and Protus is the youngest player on the team, even with his birthday yesterday, turning 22 years old, youngest player on the Capitals roster right now, and the only player who is waiver-exempt. He can be sent down to Hershey without being exposed to other teams. That is not the case for anybody else on the roster, so... Uh, you know, he really would have had to play spectacular, I think, to justify keeping him on the roster, given that they wouldn't have to lose anybody by sending him down. So uh, it seems that that is going to be one of the moves that the Capitals make. Obviously, nothing official yet. So a lot of things that they could do. GM Mark Brian McClellan obviously weighing a lot of different decisions here with his two stars coming back. But it appears that Protus being sent to Hershey uh, just to get some top six minutes, to get some time on power play. You know, he's been playing on the fourth line all year. He's a, a natural center, but is playing on the wing, so a bit out of position there. Uh, you know, this is going to be a chance maybe for him to continue his development before making a permanent return next time he comes back up. Yeah, you nailed exactly where I was headed with my next question here, Matt, because it sounds like both Nicholas Backstrom and Tom Wilson are very close to returning to action. Two-part question, when do you think that we'll see those guys back in the lineup? And then the follow-up is, kind of as you were describing, who ends up being the odd man out because they've got a lot of guys here to consider whether it's Protus or, or Abe Kubel, who's obviously been playing really well recently. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I think we could see either of them or both of them making their returns here in these next couple of games. They play the Columbus Blue Jackets at home tomorrow before going uh, and doing a kind of a home-and-away series with the Flyers next week. Uh, they've got a couple of days off between there, so whether they do it on Sunday and get them both back or bring one back, it's unclear right now. 
Uh, but it certainly seems like by the end of this upcoming week, both should be back on the ice, which is certainly an exciting prospect for Capitals fans. It does, of course, create a, a bit of a situation for the Capitals roster. They're going to have to open some spots. I think that Abe Kubel is a, is a roster bubble player, as is Alexi Protis. Joe Snively, who's only started six games all season and has only played in one in the Capitals' last 24. Uh, the homegrown product might be uh, have to be put on waivers. Maybe he's a player the Capitals think they could push through and send down to Hertu without losing him, as opposed to Abe Kubel, who, of course, started the year with the Toronto Maple Leafs before the Capitals claimed him themselves. Uh, you know, there's, there's several players that could be moved around. I think Sonny Milano has kind of played his way out of that conversation. Uh, but certainly there are, there are a few players on the bubble right now, and it's going to be interesting to see how the Capitals handle it over these next few days. Yeah, we'll just kind of have to see how it all shakes out. Now, can't have this conversation about the Caps without at least mentioning Alex Ovechkin once, Matt. He scored seven goals in his last five games now. Didn't get on the board last night against the Nashville Predators, but he did have one late in the game against the Blue Jackets and two in the game against the Sabres earlier this week. The game against Buffalo was was a really exciting back-and-forth affair. You had young versus old, Tage Thompson, a hat trick, Ovi also adding two goals, but Ovi himself is is not slowing down at all. It's pretty incredible the level that he's playing at. And he, the, the guys and the team as a whole, as they have for the last decade plus, they, they really seem to feed off his play, don't they? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, he's the captain. As the Capitals go, as well, Svetsin goes, the Capitals go. Right. Uh, and, and he's doing it, you know, at, at this incredible pace where it was almost weird not seeing him score last night. I mean, he's on pace for 57 goals this year. That's 57 goals for a 37-year-old. The the NHL record for the most goals scored by a player 37 or, or later is 44. So wow. Alex Ovechkin is in absolutely a, a league of his own right now in terms of the amount of goals he's scoring, the amount of points he's putting up. I mean, he's almost almost been a point-per-game type player. Uh, and, and the fact that 57 goals, I mean, the last time he eclipsed that number was when he scored 65 in 2007-2008. So even for him, this has been a, an incredible scoring pace, uh, and he has not stopped even after moving into second place all time. Of course, as it has been for, as we said, the last decade plus, it's been a lot of fun to watch recently, just praying for good health for him for the rest of the season and, and obviously the rest of his career, knocking on wood, doing all of the, the hijinks that you can to make sure that he stays healthy. Last one here for you, Matt, real quick. Can you give us an update on John Carlson? I know that he's expected to still be out for some time. Took a puck to the face in that December 23rd game against Winnipeg. How is he doing? I heard he was at a game recently. Yes. Uh, he was at the Capitals' home game against the Sabres earlier this week. Still out indefinitely, got a long ways to go. Uh, and one of the moves the Capitals could make here in bringing Backstrom back is moving him to long-term IR, which would all but guarantee he's out for at least the next month or so. So, uh, you know, he seems to be in better spirits. Uh, Peter LaViolette talked about how he saw him in the trainer's room uh, at that game a couple of nights ago, and he was smiling and, and seemed to be doing a lot better than he had been doing over that Christmas uh, when he was in the hospital and coming right out of it. So it seems like he is doing better uh, you know, emotionally, uh, mentally, and, and now it's just about the, the long way back, uh, working his way back from really what, what was a very scary injury. The Capitals' next game is tomorrow night from Capital One Arena, 5 o'clock puck drop. They get the Columbus Blue Jackets, once again, the team that they beat 6-2 to two just a couple of nights ago. Matt, I will let you go. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday, buddy. Really appreciate you carving out a little bit of time for us. We'll catch up again soon. No problem, Dan. Anytime. Thanks so much. Appreciate it, man. There he goes. That's Matt Wyrick of NBC Sports Washington's Capitals coverage. One more time, you can find him on Twitter, at by Matt Wyrick. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.